0: Hello, everybody. Welcome into Camel Call Friday with Evan Budrovich. I'm Chris Hameyer. Crossover season continues, and uh, boy, it gets fun again this weekend. Baseball and softball in town, women's basketball for their uh, last home game of the season. And we've got some winter championships that are starting this weekend. Our track and field, our indoor track and field team, they go up to Blacksburg to compete for the Big South. Indoor championships, of course. Last year, Evan, the men bringing, which was the first track and field conference trophy uh, back to Bowie's Creek ever, and they're really poised, especially on the men's side, to try to do it again.
1: And a lot of bad blood with High Point that'll be neck and neck with them in the final. You yep. know, you think back to last outdoor season; it comes down to one final race and some ruling issues and whatever. But that that track, I've been up there in Blacksburg. It's a slanted indoor track, so you, yeah. you run a little faster. There's great atmosphere. That's a cool place to watch an indoor event. And our men's team, like you said, it's had a great year. The women's team is getting better too. So... You know, them and High Point will probably compete on the women's side. The men, we have a great chance to win it, which credit to that staff.
0: Yeah, definitely for uh, building them into a champion. So hard with track because you have to check the boxes in so many different things. You can have a lot of great splint- sprinters, and you're going to win individual titles, but well, that's not going to win you point, a your point, in the conference. last
1: three years, we've had more depth in the program. No doubt. You know, a lot no of doubt. our scholarships went to the long-distance runners and to the cross-country runners, and now it's more – In the shot putters in the heptathletes into the high jump and the long jump and we've built more of a wide breadth of programming which is how you score points in these tournaments
0: yeah so it'll be interesting to see um what is going on up there and um yeah that'll be that'll be interesting to see if they can bring back another another indoor title um, as far as the Winter Sports Championship, next week is so big. Uh, the Big South, they have uh, their championships, both on the men's and women's side, in basketball a week before the rest. So the ACC tournament everything like that, we're still two weeks away. For the Big South Championships, we'll start Wednesday in Charlotte. Our women's team has locked into the third seed. They will play Thursday night in the quarterfinals at 8 p.m. in Charlotte. And again, after all they have gone through, Evan, Uh, to be able to uh, survive all these injuries and and the up and downness of they've had people in and out of the lineup, and they haven't had a very big lineup to to start off with for them to secure the third seed. That's that's quite an accomplishment, which I know they don't want to stop there, though. It's interesting.
1: Maybe their toughest year in terms of performance and not being healthy and not having a great depth and bench, they're the third seed, and they have a chance to win 10 conference games. So if that's the, the floor for Ronnie Fisher, incredible coaching. Also, it's senior day, so we want to note Erica Joseph, the grad transfer from Canisius. She's been a great academic influence. She's been a great player. You know, Shai Tuli's had her senior day last year and could come back for another season if she wants. She won't play the rest of this year. And then Brittany Staves will come back for her fifth year, so we'll see her for one more. So this is a young team that returns 85 90% of their roster for next season.
0: Yeah, no doubt, and... Again, just uh, amazing what they have accomplished. And, and I think it's going to be an interesting conference tournament. The prohibited favorite is going to be, if you haven't been paying oh uh, paying attention to the Big South on the, on the women's side, Gardner-Webb is undefeated. Gardner-Webb has only lost four games all year, and they've been to very good teams that you should lose to. And so what is interesting about it, and again, you're going to have to win three games in four days, but if Campbell, they're on the opposite side of the bracket as Gardner-Webb. If they could get to the finals on Sunday, all the pressure is going to be on Gardner-Webb. Gardner-Webb is, is you know, they have won this conference by over four games. They have taken care of everybody that they have beat. In Campbell has figured out how to keep them from scoring, which nobody else could. So if you get to Sunday and you get to that championship game, you're still going to be big underdogs. And it's a big... Uh, it's a lot just to get there, but but I like the fact that in this scenario, all the pressure would be on the opportunity.
1: If there's one team, quote unquote, that could give Gardner Webb trouble,
0: yeah, it's Campbell, and they have given them trouble. They lost by a bucket uh, at Gardner Webb's place, and then here at home, was there a was a three-minute stretch. Yeah, there yeah. was a three-minute stretch where they let them give away. But it's a Gardner Webb team that's averaging nearly eighty points a game; just incredible on the women's side of things, and and Campbell has held them to around 60 each and every time they played them.
1: Here's the biggest issue. High Point has figured out how to score against Campbell's defense, and if they meet in the semifinal, that would be round three. Chelsea Brambury, Ronnie Fisher, two of the best coaches in this league, they have to get by an Asheville or a Longwood first, but if they win that game, then it sets up for an epic semifinal because those two teams hate each other, like with a capital H. Um,
0: It's... On the men's side, there is is still some that will be figured out. Women, of course, they're already locked in. They have their senior day game here at home. Final basketball game you'll be able to see uh, in Bowie's Creek this season. It's at, it's at 2 o'clock for the men. They've got to go up to Radford. And for the men, we'll talk about the heartbreak of, of what happened to them on, on Wednesday in a little bit. But the men's scenario, there's three things that have to happen. All of them are pretty likely to happen uh, with the help way of things uh USC upstate will be playing Gardner Webb Gardner Webb has to win that game Gardner Webb will be favored Winthrop has to beat high Point at home Winthrop will be favored to win that game Campbell has to go on the road to play Radford there will be a slight underdog there Campbell has been playing really really good so if all three of those things happen and it's not out of the realm of imagination that they would. Campbell would still get a bye, wouldn't have to play till Friday. Um, if not, they will play at 8 o'clock on Wednesday against a last-place team, team in the league in PC.
1: And how about Upstate? They could be the four seed with a win. They could drop to the seven seed yep. if all these scenarios play out. Like, the pressure's all on Upstate because right, right. you control your destiny. Campbell's just sitting there. You don't want a scoreboard watch, but the games are all at the same time. If they play well at Radford, who's lost – three straight, and they have struggled. Now, very well-coached team. They play well at home. They could possibly jump Longwood if the scenarios work yeah. out with the tiebreakers. So Mark Mark Simpson sitting in his office just pounding out. He's the head sports information director for the conference.
0: I was going to drop that in.
1: He's pounding out 8,000 scenarios because if this team wins, then it's who yeah. won against which team because they're all like one-and-one one against each other. It, it's. I will say, though, the way Campbell's playing on the road right now, the last two road games, Gardner Webb in overtime, Winthrop in overtime, this is not impossible. This is a very winnable game at Radford.
0: Yeah, no doubt, and it, it's a Campbell team that has been playing a a lot better um, over over this past month. They've they've been really good. They've been they've been competitive. They're getting a little bit more more healthy. Although Devin Dunn, um, their sharpshooter off the bench, still on the bench and concussion protocols they think they could get him back saturday no, no matter if they play wednesday or friday they're going to be a dangerous team um a team that's tough to prepare for especially if you get in that friday saturday sunday scenario man on wednesday it was a great story everything but just the little bit of the finish campbell loses to winthrop in overtime in one of the better college baseball basketball games that i've seen in the last couple of years it was an incredible game campbell played incredible and Ricky Clemens, uh, the fifth year senior, that it's interesting how things come full circle. Nearly three years ago, he was uh, riding the bench as a walk on, um, 2020, February. Campbell was down there. They'd lost five straight uh, in conference. It was a year after Chris Clemens, no relation to Ricky Clemens, left the program. Campbell was looking for a spark. And so in the second half of that game, they pulled Ricky Clemens uh, off the bench because he'd been playing really well in practice. Um, they put him in, he got four points, a bunch of rebounds, played great defense. Campbell lost that game, but Ricky Clemens was inserted in the starting lineup the, la- the, the next game, and he never left the starting lineup. So fast forward to three years later, he's a preseason all-conference player. I think he's a first-team all-conference player. And he, Ken Palm agrees with you. Yes. Your buddy Ken Palm, that's right. who's called
1: games in Bowie's
0: Creek now. That's right. He has had – that's the advanced analytic, guys, for those that aren't um, that aren't uh, friends of the show and don't know that much. But his, his analytics tell you how valuable he is to this team and one of the best all-around players in the Big South. He had 32 points, including a 35-footer at the buzzer at the end of regulation to send us into overtime. It was incredible, the game that he had.
1: And that play call at the end of the game, I'll give McGeehan a ton of credit because it was creative with the first pass, and then you shovel it to the guy running up the court to launch the three from inside a half court, like – I've seen that play before, but it was really well drawn up by the Camels.
0: Yeah, you're you're too young to remember that, but that's what a lot of people talk about, the uh the Valpo play, the, the Scott Drew play that Valparaiso and uh, and upset in the first round of the NCAA tournament. It was it was exactly that play. They had drawn up that play at Georgia Southern. They had um they had Moksekis throw it in to Lusain, but he threw it over his head. Lusain, as you know, um, played baseball and played baseball really well uh, Campbell's backup center in high school so they put him to do the baseball pass he delivered it perfectly to Powell who scooped it over to Ricky who still had to make an incredible wasn't like he just stepped into a three-pointer he made a 35 footer and then uh, Campbell went into overtime and um, and they would eventually lose 93 to 95 the final score and, and Ricky Clemens who just three years earlier, was riding the bench as a walk-on, played 41 minutes, was 11 of 15 from the field, 2 of 3 from 3, 10 of 11 from the free-throw line, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 34 points. He shatters his career record that was 22 points, and it's just that all-around game, everything but the win, but it shows what Ricky Clements has done due to hard work over the past three years to go from a walk-on to one of the best players in the Big South. I hope
1: folks got to really congratulate him last week, last Saturday for Senior Day, because this is a player that has gone through the gamut in his career. He sat on the bench as a freshman and watched, no relation, Chris Clemens dominate the Big South and help Campbell win a title in the regular season. Now he's one of the best players in the league, Former walk-on, he was the guy we did stories on about his Crocs, right? It was like, oh, this is cute. Ricky has a hundred Crocs in his yeah. closet. <laughs> yeah. Now it's, oh, this is cute. He's the best defender in yeah. the league and can score double figures and be an all-conference player. So, credit to Ricky and, you know, credit to yep. his team because they can go 500 in the league, which right. we talked about it. You win on the road, you gotta win your home games, like. 500 is a dangerous team in this conference. I know Asheville's really good, but the rest of the league is wide open, 2 through 11.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a wild tournament. And, and again, whatever Campbell play, it's going to be great. You, you know, one more thing on on Ricky. He was here at a time, and, and Campbell head coach Kevin McGeehan said this, he was here at a time that, you know, the after Chris Clemens era. and And that first year after Chris, they were 15 and 16 overall, 6 and 12 in conference. Ricky came in at the end of the year, provided them a spark. Decided to stay here and helped build into what was a 17 and 10 year the year after. Last year, a 16 and 13 year. You know, when you lose a type of player like, like Chris Clemens um, in this era of basketball and the transfer portal, you know, it could have been Campbell going 15 and 16 and then 11 and 18 and then 10 and 20 and, and the program really sliding down and ruining all the momentum that they built up. You know, Ricky Clemens was the is the foundation of the post Chris Clemens era, and there's a lot that that, that will be said about that. Um, he, he probably won't have a, a, a another trophy to add to his name, but but when you when you think about it, a Clemens has been the most important player on yeah. this team for the last seven years. A
1: Clemens from the Raleigh era, no doubt, no a local doubt. Player. This
0: is going to confuse a lot of people. No relation. You know, everyone, 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 everyone messes them up. Now when we go to you know, other, other, uh, basketball courts. Of course he's from Raleigh. His last name's Clemens. Like why wouldn't he he be related? But anyway, you know, Ricky Clemens to be remembered for that. And there is still stuff to write. This is a capable team of doing anything, uh, next week. There's also eight other teams in the conference that's capable to do it. So it'll be fun next week. It's all down in Charlotte. Um, worth going to, uh, they, they really, they really put on a good show and our Campbell wrestling team that weekend as well. Saturday. We'll look to exact revenge. Yeah, Saturday they are uh, at App State for the SOCON title. Um, they have won the last four SOCON titles. It, it's at App State, and that's on Saturday. So if everything works really, really <laughs> well. It would be it would be a semifinal Saturday where you have Campbell men, Campbell women play women at the late night, theme. and then um, um, Campbell uh, in the uh, big in the Southern Conference tournament. The wrestling team playing for another championship. So you just drive, fingers you drive up from Charlotte yeah. straight
1: to Boone, and you <laughs> see the nightcap when they crown the champions in the ten weight classes.
0: Fingers crossed. Oh, by the
1: way, and there's a home baseball game that day.
0: Oh, by the way, speaking of baseball, we buried the headlines. Uh, both of our Diamond Sports. Incredible starts. Um, Softball uh, winning again a midweek game. They will host Duke two times this weekend. They will play uh, Wagner as well. It starts today, 4.30 against Duke, 7 p.m. against Wagner, 11.30 and 2 tomorrow, and then Duke again on Sunday. This is a team that has already taken down a Power 5 team in Purdue here at home and on the road has been within one. South Carolina two separate times. so uh, And just
1: beat a tournament team in Greensboro. No doubt. And held them
0: to one run. And the Duke Blue Devils are very, very good. Oh, that's top um, 10 They're good. a very good yeah. Power 5 team, but it'll be interesting to see this team that isn't afraid of anybody, uh, how they do there. And baseball, a 3-1 and start with three unbelievable wins. They took two out of three out of Power 5. Or Rutgers last weekend, a Rutgers team who many think will win the Big 10 this year, who should have been an NCAA tournament team last year. An ECU team who ECU's always good, quote-unquote, they think this is the best team they've ever had. They were ranked 11th in the nation. Campbell took them down um, in extra innings, and now Campbell uh, coming in this weekend against Butler. If Campbell can take care of business, and it's a better Butler team than they've been in the past, if they get a sweep, I wouldn't be surprised to see Campbell ranked in the top 25 next week. Campbell really showing their depth on the mound. Which would
1: be the first time since 14? Were they ranked in 14?
0: They were they were ranked I know it was like a week 15. when they beat Cal. And yeah, we're going to have to get our research squad uh, on that to, uh, to to come up with that. We'll have we'll have complete but, information. But think about for that: that. Campbell
1: baseball that's been getting votes in polls yep. would be nationally ranked, and there's 300 baseball programs yep. in the country. To they be in the should top be
0: 25. I mean, I mean they should be. And again, this will be an interesting weekend to be. Okay, a team comes in that on paper is uh, is not as good as you. Again, baseball is such a weird game. You, you don't go undefeated. The best teams in the major leagues lose 60 games. The best teams in college lose 12 to 15. So it'll be interesting to see um, if Campbell can do what they do against this team. But they really showed their depth of both at the plate and on the mound.
1: And think about Wednesday. Yeah. Aaron Rund, who was the weekend starter, has now been pushed to a late right. reliever and is throwing 93. This is a kid from a Sacramento junior college that – had four different stops, right? Like his story is incredible. Yeah, and now he's one of our best relievers, along with Ty Cummings, who threw four innings of brilliance against an EC yeah. lineup that's really good.
0: Men's takes down Coastal, shut out Coastal, which is uh, sensational. And um, on uh, on top of that, our, our women's swimming team again, like they do every year, conference tournament, they they bring down a bunch of school records to to end the season. So one winter sport in the books uh, with swimming. But, man, uh, this next really week, you can start here with uh, indoor track and go through next Sunday. just going to be incredible.
1: I hope wrestling can pull it off. App State's really good. That would be awesome. Yep. I mean, the men. Let's let's get a sixth seed and try to shock some people, and then the women, let's see if we can get hot and get to a final.
0: Uh, a, a, a little bit of a, a teaser for next week. We're going to have an early. You don't know this, so I hope it works into your schedule, Evan. We're going to have an early conference preview, Camel Call Friday, which yes. will probably come out on Wednesday there we go. or Thursday, depending on when the men Can do. We we'll, bet on it. We'll have no. We'll have Ronnie Fisher um, in an interview. We'll have Kevin McGean in an interview. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to Scotty Sintes, and then we'll, uh, we'll we'll get you all set for what's going to be. Uh, we hope a multi championship weekend. <laughs> For Evan, I'm Chris. Enjoy crossover season. Talk to you next week.